0: Ho, 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 and hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I was
1: not prepared for that. <laughs> and Starting off with a bang.
0: Welcome back to Let's Talk About the Facts Holiday Season, or as we like to call it, the Christmas Crimes. <laughs> I mean, what,
1: it is. what about Christmas isn't a crime? I agree. They're stealing your money with their advertising look santa is
0: a big old white dude who goes down your chimney invades your house it is like but
1: he knows what you like
0: he's sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake what about that is not stalker
1: I don't know. Maybe it's some BDSM, and maybe Mrs. Claus is very into it. Well, that's great. I'm not. So Santa, <laughs> you <keep> know what? <laughs> your eyeballs in the North Pole. You know, here's the thing. I'm very much a cringe, Christmas a Grinchmas, uh, <laughs> a Christmas crinch. But you know what? This year, I said, "Fuck it, just have fun." So I'm trying not to be a Christmas cringe anymore. You know what? Christmas, love it. We're in the spirit. I'm in the spirit, people. I'm in
0: the spirit for crime, but I feel like <laughs> well, you... That's
1: forever, Elizabeth.
0: Uh, that's true. But I think you just created the word miss which is the cringy things people do for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's another episode, people. So we are going to put that down. And tune in, not next week, but the next, for Cringe Miss. Oh, God. Ho, oh, ho, 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 ho. I'm
1: so, so. Because. So, ho, ho, sorry.
0: <laughs> this week, we have quite the story to tell you. So, we are going to stroll back almost 100 years. A years. It's a lot of years. Yeah, 100. 100ies. That's uh, Benjamin Franklin, if you will. Um, Lindbergh did his whoop-to-do. We don't really care. Uh, the Charles a- Lindbergh? Oh, yeah. The one that had the baby? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Did you know that baby was found? Yeah. That's one of the Mandela effects. Feel free to listen to our Mandela
1: effect episode. I knew that the baby was found, and I went, oh,
0: Huh. Yeah, no. It feels like
1: we were lied to.
0: Yeah, I know. It feels like this big conspiracy, but it's not. They totally found it.
1: I think here's the thing, though. I think it was such a zeitgeist moment of, oh, no, the Lindbergh baby was stolen, that that mystery and that, like, American shock, like, has reverberated through time. So it's kind of like, who killed Jr. Like, it's as if, or sorry, not killed, because... Shock, surprise! He survives. Oh, he who did. Shot, yeah, who was shot that, Jr.? Like the baby or something? No, it was. Well, I don't remember her name, but I could pick her out of a lineup. But he survived. He Useful. wasn't. He wasn't dead. Who shot Jr.? The mystery was the the cultural phenomenon that continued. Nobody or remembers. Like
0: Jimmy Hoffa. Where is he? Oh wait, we did a two part episode on that.
1: I guess I'll be listening to find out
0: (laughs) uh the end of the silent movie era hits with the jazz singer oh yeah talkies baby oh yeah and then work began on mount rushmore desecrating sacred native american lands but you know well we are really good at yikesing
1: and then they didn't even finish it it's so stupid
0: well, it was allegedly finished
1: in the forties. No, it's still unfinished. It's so stupid. It I fucking hate even, it. I know. Sorry, everyone. Maybe you like Mount Rushmore and you're like, wow, art in the side of a mountain. What a what a triumph of humanity. And it, I'm here to say, I just don't like it. I don't, I don't think either. It's cool. It desecrated sacred Native American land. Let's just say that it. Let's just say it was on a on a mountain that had no problems. I still don't like it. No, I hate it. I just don't like. It's not. It's not finished.
0: But also, it's not even. It's not even great. I mean,
1: you. I listen. I've seen better. There's a lot of problems. I've seen better. <laughs> I've seen better mountain <laughs> art. Uh, so yeah, it's I have nature. It's called look it up in a book. Nature.
0: <laughs> look it up in a book. Um. So interesting. Get this. Mm-hmm. 1927.
1: Oh, the best year, as I've said before on this podcast, the best year,
0: 1927. (laughs) Nixon v. Herndon was decided. Now, let me tell you what that is. Please do, because I don't know. It's in Texas, okay? Oh! Which ruled that Texas law that excluded black voters from Mm. voting in the state's primary elections was unconstitutional because it violated the 14th Amendment. That state's... No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privilege or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So basically, this is the equal protection under the law at Lake but that's the 14th Amendment. That was passed in 1866. Guess what? 136
1: years later, we Texas, still suck. Texas was like, oh, 1927. Yeah. You
0: know what? We had to take it to the Supreme Court and of get course. told.
1: Oh, no. I really tried to stump for texas and i thought maybe we could have done something right but we did not i'm sorry it's okay
0: we're gonna go to this lovely website i found called cisco PieFest.com. <gasps> cisco we're going to cisco
1: y'all it's like crisco without the r um i did eat pie for breakfast this morning i have no regrets it was cherry
0: It's delicious. That's the best kind of pie there is. Breakfast pie, sure. Yeah, but also cherry.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I, love cherry. I like all pies. I like fruit pies. Oh, and I'm not gonna. Mm. I'm not gonna play favorites with my children.
0: That's true. I mean, there's only one pie I don't like, and it's a personal choice. But is it
1: peach? No, actually, mm. it's pecan. I also don't like pecan, but that's not a fruit. That's a nut pie. Yeah, that's a that's a weird pie. It's just, it's I don't love a pecan pie. It's I It's a little bit rainy. It's a little bit blah, blah, blah. It's got too, too much sweet. syrup sweet. in it. Yeah, in it's too sweet. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-mm. Pecan it's the official nut of Texas. And yet. And yet here we are. I'm sorry to everyone. I'm now kicked out of the state. Um, well, disinherited. It's okay. Mm. But Cisco, Texas. Mm-hmm. I got
0: some information about Cisco, Texas while doing my research on this story. I'd like to introduce you to the town before we get into the story. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Now that I've introduced you to the year. So Cisco traces its history back to 1878 or 1879 <laughs> okay. when... Reverend C.G. Stevens arrived in the area and established a post office and a church because you have to do both to be a town. Yeah. And called the frontier sted- settlement settlement Red Gap. What plot twist? Long story short, train crossing, town moved, and the town renamed for their big city New York financier John A. Cisco, who also helped Houston and Texas Central. Oh, huh. weird, right? Do we care about any of that? No. no. But today, the booming population of three thousand eight hundred and fifty-one individuals.
1: Three thousand. Oh yes. My town was thirty-five hundred. Three thousand
0: eight hundred and fifty-one. It was bigger. That's the big city y'all. That's the big city. It has big outdoor opportunities including feral hogs. No doubt it was on joking. the pie site.
1: I'm not I'm not joking. Like people were like making fun of 30 to 50 feral hogs. Y'all, you don't understand feral hogs. Uh, they are a problem. They-
0: Did they have cocaine?
1: No one should let those feral <laughs> hogs. Have cocaine. I'm not joking. My dad is in like a war against the feral hogs on our property. But anyway, it has big outdoor opportunities
0: and thus a destination town, right? Mm-hmm. But what it's best known for is what happened in
1: 1927.
0: Indeed. Gold star for me. That brings us to the Santa Claus bank robbery. Pew,
1: pew, 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 pew.
0: Oh, yes. We're going to December 23rd, 1927.
1: Christmas Adam. Oh, it is Christmas, Adam. Christmas, so, Christmas Adam for everybody who doesn't know is Christmas Eve Eve. So yes, it's Christmas Adam because Christmas Adam
0: comes before Eve and is generally disappointing. <clears throat> mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the Santa Claus bank robbery is on Christmas Adam. We have some key players here. We have Marshall Ratliff, Ooh. Henry Helms, Ooh, Robert nice. Hill. All three of these guys are ex-cons, and then we have Lewis Davis. He was a relative of Henry Helms, and he kind of got tagged on at the end. I'll tell Wait, you why.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. So to be clear, Marshall, what's his name, is not a marshal of the law. His name is simply Marshall.
0: His name is simply Marshall.
1: Okay, I'm glad that we clarified that because I had because this wrongly is the correct time and wrongly yeah, assumed this is he not why you're a marshal.
0: Yeah, no. No, no. His name is Marshall, but I'm pretty sure that he wore a jacket that said Gary Marshall and, like, crossed out the Gary and was like... It's
1: just Marshall, baby. It's
0: just Marshall. Okay. But he was directed by Gary Marshall. Actually, I have heard that this bank robbery referred to as the blazing saddles of bank robberies.
1: Oh! stunning! So
0: we're about to have a great time.
1: <laughs> I am ready to laugh this
0: is considered one of texas's most infamous crimes and invoked the largest manhunt ever seen in the state i'd like to think that like at that point because i feel like we've had larger manhunts since
1: well so here's why i'm confused about marshall and I assumed he was a marshal because the texas marshals and i assume that they're going to come into play here play yeah it's
0: 1927
1: I don't know when the Texas Marshals... No, we have day. Rangers. Then. Well, we still have Rangers, but we only yeah. have the Rangers, then.
0: Okay. Dun, 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 dun.
1: <laughs>
0: That's Bonanza. <laughs> okay, so we have this eyewitness. His name is Boyce House. Boyce House? What a name. Don't try to say it 50 times fast. Uh, how are you spelling that? Boyce House. Where is You point to it. Boy. Yeah.
1: That's how I... That's
0: wrote. Boyce House. Boyce House. There is no doubt about it. But he's a reporter, and he has several quotes that I will be telling you from. He's a newspaper man. He is a newspaper man. Please, use the terminology. <laughs> he wrote for that newspaper. For the papers, He said, this was the most spectacular crime in the history of the Southwest, surpassing
1: any in which Billy the Kid or the James Boys had ever figured. Ah, all right. Well, that just seems like some... That seems like some clickbait of 1927.
0: It felt like it, but then when you read the story, you're like, okay, never mind.
1: Oh, see, here's here's the thing. My family killed their uncle. Um, I think maybe I mentioned this at one point, um, but like four of them all killed their uncle with Bowie knives um, over incest. That is wild.
0: I consider doing a crispy,
1: crispy crime. A Crispy crime. Well, he was also, um, shit stain Andrew Jackson's BFF. So, like, oh fuck my that guy. god, um, where was like, going with this? You said, uh, oh, so all the newspapers were like, mm, murder, murder most foul, and it just was like, they, there's like some I mean, extreme tea about like how unctuous their personalities were and how bulbous <laughs> their nose, like, the it was. Yeah, it, the descriptions of them in the newspapers were, were fucking crazy. The bulbous nose part—how dare, how
0: dare they go for the one part you can't control? <laughs> it was. Uh,
1: I'll find. I'll find stuff.
0: We got We got to do this. We tune in next year for us to mm-hmm. do that story. It's not unsolved, but just delightful. We have to know. Yeah, it'll be a short one. <laughs> what are you talking about? We can draw that up for two hours. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that Marshall Ratliff. He was an ex-con who had lived in Cisco before being tracked down and imprisoned for bank robbery in Valera, Texas. Okay. Mm. But he was tracked down by Cisco chief of police, G.E. Bit Bedford. So he goes by Bit. And we will be referring to him as Bit from now on. On this podcast, we refer to people with their chosen name. Yeah, it's Bit. Um, and also Bit is a badass name back yeah. then. Was it? I don't know. Think okay. about it, like a six foot six man going by Bit. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. Okay. So he was paroled just before this infamous bank robbery, even
1: oh, though. Mistake. He, well, parole? He, been, he made parole? Exactly. And then he was like, you know what I'm going to do to reward myself? I'm um, going to pull up on another bank robbery. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. You could. You could do as many bank robberies as you wanted back then. Like, there were no cameras. There was... No one was tracking you. Who was going to
0: stop you? But here's the thing. He had been given a really long sentence mm-hmm. and got paroled. And not only that, he decides to go rob Cisco.
1: Well, I've, He could have <laughs> robbed another town. I think here's what he was thinking. Here's what he was thinking, Right. Well, no one will suspect me if I do That's it in my what, hometown. Yes. Okay. But I think everybody was like, hey, do you think it could have been the um, bank robber who just got paroled and came home?
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Surely he's not that much of a dipshit. Well, well what a goofball. <laughs> oh, what the, that rascally rabbit. Oh, Marshall. Okay. So he initially planned to rob the Cisco bank with his brother, Lee. But guess what?
1: Lee was arrested.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So he pulls in his friends, Henry Helms and Robert Hill, who he knew from Huntsville, Texas. Huntsville, Texas. Not Alabama. Because every time I hear Huntsville, Huntsville. I think Alabama, but Texas. We stay in Texas. And then there was a fourth man who was good
1: with safes. Oh, a safe cracker. A safe guy. That's like, that has been um, my dream is to be like, One, I really regret not joining the lockpicking club in college. I know, right? Like, I just think that that could be, like, a really cool thing to know. I mean, it's now they have a little thing that does it for uh, you. Well, there's no panache in that, okay? I know. I just, there's no skill. It's not sexy. I just, I think, like, I would like to download the skill in my mind to be good at, like, safe cracking. I just want to download it, though. I don't want to work for it. Like the Matrix? Um, I was thinking dollhouse. (gasps) Oh, okay.
0: But. That's a little sexier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of safes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we were speaking of. So they plan this crime in Wichita Falls. Mm Mm-hmm. But guess what? The safe cracker comes down with the flu. what luck. What terrible luck. So the trio pulls in Davis. Remember Louis Davis? Oh, Louis Davis. He's the fourth one who got tacked Mm -hmm. on. He's the, he knew Helms, right? Yeah, he's related to him. Like a he's cousin? A, it says relatives. Okay. Well. He was a family man in need. Of of what? Money. What else do you need in life? Love. Cherished. Commitment. Maybe
1: maybe he was a family man in need of a family?
0: He was well, apparently they promised him a very large reward for his participation. Okay. So during this period in Texas, okay, like this time in Texas, guess how many bank robberies were happening per day? I'm going to say in the whole state. Yeah. Like think about how many times a bank was getting robbed. 54. How about three or four a day?
1: I, you know, I originally I was going to say three or four and then I went, you know what? It was the 1920s. Anything goes in the 20s. Every
0: bank was getting robbed every day. You
1: know, I just, I kind of just wanted to go for it.
0: Wouldn't it be funny, though, if it was? Like, I don't think 54 banks existed in Texas at that time. That's a lot of banks for 1927.
1: There There were 54 banks, at least. I would say there were 37. No. There were more than 54 towns, and every town had a bank. And every bank had a weapon. I mean... That's a lot yeah. of weapons. That doesn't even scratch the surface. It, <laughs> it does <doesn't>. not because <laughs> look. I was like, just the one. Mm.
0: The bank. Okay, so there's the Texas Bankers Association.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay, they offered a five thousand dollar reward to anyone shooting up a, a bank robber during a crime.
1: So this is really this is the origin of good guy with a gun theory. Oh I
0: yeah, think. guess how much five thousand dollars. What. Like is now is today, five hundred thousand, eighty-five thousand six hundred thirty-five dollars and sixty-three cents. Well,
1: I've been really way off on my. No, but I love your guesses; they make me happy. Five thousand. How much is it now? Five hundred thousand. <laughs> it makes me happy. Okay, so five thousand is now 8, eighty-five hundred. Eighty-five thousand. Eighty-five
0: thousand. Yeah, I'd good. shoot somebody for that. I don't know if they I... didn't say how to kill him.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say I don't know if I could have them into scoring from am um, killing somebody on my psyche, but yeah, I could shoot him in the leg. Yeah. I'm a very good shot.
0: So. I I don't think I am, but I mean, also, do I get the reward if I tackle them? No. Could you see me in like 19... 19- no, I'm saying 1927 skirt, and all of a sudden I run up and just like body slam somebody. In your little flapper outfit. Yes.
1: I don't... I think No, I, I... want to
0: do like an old Marm outfit, like in the old west. Like, maybe I'm like... But it's
1: 1927.
0: Yeah, but I'm in my 50s. Okay. Like, just imagine it. Okay. I'm not in my 50s in real life, but it would mm-hmm. be funny. And, like, this old lady's like, $5,000! And she That's just... $85,000 in 2022!
1: <laughs> just throws herself and it's like, i got get him! <laughs> I mean, I think what they're looking for is the gun violence. You know? I think they want their money. I don't... I'm just gonna throw that down. I mean, you're probably right, but I think a secondary There's, thing is... Yeah, two things could be true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's talk about police, you know? It is Texas. It's Texas. This is very interesting that this... I do think that this is a large part of where a good, good guy, guy with, with a gun, gun comes yeah, in. Yeah, you're like, so right. Yeah. Guys, I don't think it works then. I don't think it, it... definitely doesn't work now.
0: No, it certainly didn't work then, because I'm about to tell you how. Um... So Ratliff. So now we're going to call them Ratliff, Helms, Hill, and Davis. Okay. It was Marshall Ratliff, right? Marshall Ratliff. Okay. Okay. i But I'm there. he is not a Marshall. He's just a Marshall. He's just Mr.
1: Ratliff. He, I don't think he deserves the Mr. You know what? He's the, he's the star of the show today. He is
0: going to star in the show. And then you're going to be like,
1: wah,
0: wah.
1: <laughs> oh, We're bringing back. I can't do it. Can't do it. I've retired it.
0: No, nope. reti- Now you haven't. There's going to be a moment and you're going to pop it out and you're going to be like, I oh, did that. Oh,
1: well, I know.
0: Okay. So he knew he would be absolutely recognized if he walked into the streets of Cisco. Because
1: he's a celebrity.
0: I mean, spurs and all. Oh, the spurs. The, like, you know, he's got spurs. He's got Gucci cowboy bags. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: From all his bank robbery money. (laughs) Yeah. He's got those ostrich leather boots.
0: So guess what he does to disguise... Mustache. More than just a mustache. He dressed up as a woman. He
1: dresses up as Santa. I did forget, in fact, what the name of the episode was. I forgot what we were doing. But this mofo... Okay.
0: This man not (laughs) only dresses up as Santa Claus... But he decides to run for mayor of nothing as Santa Claus. He is greeting the
1: children. Oh, so he's like coming in like he was hired as a Santa.
0: Well, yeah, they wouldn't hire him. He's playing the role. Mm -hmm.
1: He is Santa Claus. So everybody's like lulled into a false sense of security. Wow, look at this guy. It's Santa. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> no one, Santa. <laughs> that is exactly what they were saying. <laughs> Owen Wilson was alive back then. He's a time traveler. Honestly,
0: you could see Owen playing this role. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. How did they get to, from Wichita Falls to Cisco? They stole a car. And I was thinking to myself, how do you recover a stolen car in 1927? I don't know that you can. They They didn't have then vehicle identification numbers mm-hmm. until the 50s, and it wasn't regulated until the late 60s. I don't know how they recovered stolen
1: vehicles back then. I think you were just shit out of luck. Or there weren't that many, and they were like, receipts. Mm, they were probably like, well, here's my license plate number, and I can tell you about the scratch on the passenger's front Maybe the license plate flight. number was enough. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah they're like, well, it's that Model T over there, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they arrived December twenty
0: third, Christmas Adam, mm-hmm. and he's out there, and he had borrowed that suit from Mrs. Midge Tellit. Oh, I love Midge. She were in the boarding house they had been staying in in Wichita Falls. And old Midge, let me tell you, she really came through for them. Santa Claus is is a villain. And so, anytime a villain plays a Santa Claus, they're really good at it. He's over there smiling with the children and like stopping to chat with them, answering their questions, giving them little pats on the head, Mm -hmm. as good 1927 children would want, Mm -hmm. and bad ones too. I mean, come on. And they're going through Avenue D D as in the Main Street. Yes, Avenue D was the main street in Cisco, and it's also crowded with people going about their daily activities. Considering the fact that it's 1927 and people had activities that required walking, and
1: but let's talk about this. 1927, we're firmly in like, no, we have we're pre-crash. Oh yeah, no, we're heading towards so pe- it. People are like spending money left and right, baby. Yeah, but this is also poor Texas, so it's not like.
0: But there's wow, still some, uh, like.
1: Wow, that's some.
0: Three thousand people.
1: Thirty-eight hundred. In twenty twenty-two, I. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's a large town to me.
0: goes in circles. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not judging. Yeah, no. I'm just saying. I don't know. We don't. We don't know what was happening in nineteen i I'm not judging. I'm just saying. The town did have normal decorations for the season. So its holidays were
1: decked. Okay. Okay. The the halls were decked, people. Mm
0: -hmm. And people were in the Christmas spirit because, you know, some towns, some towns Christmas had died. That's another episode. So no one thought it was kind of odd that Santa Claus was just, you know, ho-ho-hoing down Christmas (laughs) Lane. He's on his way to the bank. Children are following him, like the Pied Piper of Christmas. I know, right? And Ratliff joins the other three in an alley, and he leads the way to the bank. It's like his little elves on the way to the bank with children still going. Well, I mean,
1: that's a that's a great idea because nobody's going to shoot at children. Yeah, I bet that comes
0: into play. Oh, it does, because Santa's taking them to the bank to get some money hmm He's taking him to the bank. Okay, so here's where it goes from good to wild. Ooh. Once inside, the cashier mm-hmm. greets him saying, hello, Santa. But he says, nothing. That's a red flag to me. Like, you should have said something. You gotta say, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, I mean, like. He, you just pretend. But he's probably like, oh, my God, if I say something, she's going to know who I am. You know you
1: put on a deep voice. Yeah, but remember how we talked
0: about your. It was a couple episodes ago about like some people don't realize you can disguise your voice. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh. Yeah, he was like
1: maybe ho ho ho, and that deep voice, deep jolly voice, wasn't popularized back then.
0: Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't on the Coke can yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He walks to the desk in the middle of the lobby where you know you write out your deposit slips. Uh-huh. Apparently, we've had that like for a hundred years. And a few customers were already at like tellers' windows making deposits. And the cashier again says, "Hello, Santa," and no response. Couldn't couldn't do it. Couldn't muster the ho-ho-ho. Couldn't even put a
1: finger aside of his nose, like in uh, the that you know oh, before yeah. Christmas. Oh yeah, you're right. He laid a finger aside of his nose. Something, something but, about it.
0: right at that moment, mm-hmm. Robert Hill <gasps> enters the bank, points a pistol at that cashier and is like, hands up. Couldn't make a holiday pun. I know. Disappointing. Pathetic. And then Henry Helms also enters brandishing his own firearm. And then the third man, Lewis, Lewis? Davis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Is he the
1: safe man, Is he the safe
0: cracker. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He well, just was the desperate, the desperate family man who needed money.
1: But like they had a safe cracker, he got the flu. This was their backup plan. Maybe they were just gonna shoot the safe. I don't know. I don't,
0: I don't know, know what their plan could. was.
1: Okay, you you know what? You're right. You you didn't plan this poorly.
0: <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> so. Ratliff, pushed through the swinging door past the cashier's desk, goes to the cashier's cage, and opened up a drawer under the counter, and removed the pistol that was in the location, and then stuffs it under his Santa suit. Okay. A move. Midge really pulled through. She was like, got some hidey holes in here for you. I
1: just think that, I think personally that maybe you just keep it in your hand.
0: Well, maybe he had other pistols. Uh,
1: yeah, okay. You're right. I don't know. I don't it's know. Texas. I wasn't there.
0: Yeah, sure. I wasn't either. That's why I said, maybe he's already got like six. I <laughs> don't know how many are in his waistband. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they're all armed and Santa orders the assistant cashier to open the safe. Mm-hmm. That's our new safe cracker. That's it. That's why I was like, Lewis isn't one. Well,
1: then I don't know why they needed Lewis. Continue. I I I don't need to micromanage this. This robbery that happened a hundred years ago.
0: (laughs) Well, they definitely weren't playing reindeer games.
1: (laughs) I can't believe you laughed.
0: Um, He, Santa goes in. Okay. Ratliff. And he starts stuffing money and bonds into a sack that he had hidden beneath his costume—big mm-hmm. old fat belly Santa.
1: Oh, oh yeah. This is actually a very good plan. It started out that way. I—I yeah. ju- I mean, here's the thing. I think on a surface level, he was like, "Guys, and then I'll just stuff all the money into my suit under my." So it's like, oh, then I'm a all fat should Santa. Have been Santa.
0: They all should have been Santa. Is my
1: problem. But well, like, then, I, then I think you have the problem of, like, then there's three Santas, I think, that draws a bit more, more attention.
0: Maybe, but if you had other Santas in other places, and they all come out and do a flash dance. Uh,
1: but here's the <laughs> thing, I don't think a flash mob was invented yet, but that's a great idea.
0: Note to Cinematically,
1: self. great.
0: Yeah, note to self, when we make okay. this film. So, Ratliff grabs the money, right? Mm-hmm. The others are covering the customers, employees, and etc. Then Ratliff gets the money from the tellers and gets the vault open.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, the real Cha-ching. stuff. Okay? So, favorite part nobody sees this, but there's a patron who walks in. Her name is Mrs. B.P. Blossengame.
1: BP Blasting Game? Blasting Game. Blasting Game.
0: And her six year old daughter, Frances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They enter the bank in hopes of seeing Santa. Huh. Not, not knowing a robbery was in progress. Santa was a criminal. He was a crook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Immediately. He's right- on
1: the naughty list. He
0: is the naughty list. Immediately realizing the danger, Mrs. Blossom Game charged her way with her daughter through the bookkeeping office of the bank, announcing, they are robbing the bank!
1: Okay, no one's on- okay. There's no lookout, apparently. They've just- this is all falling apart.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's all falling apart now. And as she goes for the alley door, she unlocks it, pushes her daughter out, right, while yelling- And she, like, tells her to run out, right? Mm -hmm. And then despite the robbers, like, yelling at her to stop, she's like, bye. Bye, baby. (laughs) And they said that they were going to shoot her. She's like, "Mm, are you? Try. (laughs) And she screams for help as she ran one block to City Hall. Gotta love those small towns. Oh, yeah. And that is where the police department is. And that alerts who... Chief of Police bit Bedford. Oh, bit! And most of Cisco citizenry and everybody else—they—they they find out about the robbery. So we have Mrs. B.P. Blassengame and her daughter Frances to thank for ruining this heist.
1: Well, let's not blame them. I think I said thank. I'm. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I don't. Love it. I don't know that they ruined it. Per se, I think that there was some problems in the robbery. I think there was some poor planning involved. And they didn't think to cover their
0: exits. And I think that she did a beautiful job. Busting in saying, my daughter must see Santa. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then busted out of there. Santa, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And she busted
1: out of there like a bat out of hell and was you, like, somebody save the bank. Can you imagine little six-year-old Frances being like, Santa, what are you doing with that
0: money? Why are you stuffing that money in your belly? That's what, Santa, that's what Santa, the elves. That's not nice. <laughs> Watch Francis be like, is that my
1: present? Oh. <laughs> Poor little Francis.
0: Francis was, a uh, open, her eyes were open to an entirely new life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so according to Boyce House. Oh, Boyce. We're back to boys. Police Chief G.E. Bit Bedford was a giant man and a veteran police officer. Mm-hmm. So he gets a riot gun because <laughs> that's how we do in Texas. And he starts for the scene and instructs R.T. Reddies, who was born for this day. He was.
1: He was ready.
0: He was Reddies. And George Carmichael to cover the back door of the bank. The chief goes to the alley alongside the bank and he opens the bank's front on Avenue D while Carmichael is on like this other. whatever. Their places, they're strategic, who cares? And meanwhile, one of the men in the bank, who has an auto, he has an automatic weapon in each hand, and he's like, <laughs> he goes to the bookkeeper and he's like, don't look at me.
1: But this is one of the robbers? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> While Santa had filled his sack, if you will.
1: Filled a sack full of goodies. Okay.
0: <laughs> And exited the vault, okay? You know, what's going to happen now? They have to leave the bank. And what happens yeah. when you rob a bank and you have to leave? And everyone's got guns? A shootout. <gasps> Who fired the first shot is uncertain. Some sources say Ratliff dressed as Santa fired first. And then some would say Hill. But what we do know is that gunfire began, and many civilians who owned guns were now outside the bank, and many more had rushed to the hardware store for pistols and rifles.
1: You could get them at the hardware store? This shouldn't be surprising. It's
0: 1927.
1: 1927 in Texas, baby.
0: Yeah. So, the assistant postmaster and the postmaster were two of the civilians who took up arms against the robbers. Think about the family legends.
1: Oh, absolutely!
0: They opened fire, and a rifle bullet struck one of the fugitives in the arm and spun him around. Cinema. Yeah,
1: it's pretty good.
0: A bullet did strike a cashier in the jaw, and another struck a bank customer in the leg. Oh boy! That didn't make the family mantle, okay? But
1: I, I shot. I was there. I was at the shootout. I, you know, shot at one of the guys. Did you hit him? Um, flash back to pop two, that guy shooting a civilian in, in the, the jaw. In the, in the jaw. <laughs> back to, um, I don't know. Unclear.
0: Unclear. Um, there's a lot of smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one customer makes a run for it and was able to tell Bedford and Carmichael about the hostages. The robbers force all of the people in the bank out of the door and towards their blue sedan. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. Several of these hostages were wounded as they emerged Uh into the alley, including someone named Alex Spears, a.k.a. the bank president. Hilarious. I don't know why I find it hilarious, but I do. Most of the customers escaped. However, the robbers kept as hostages two girls... Laverne Comer, 12, and Emma Mae Robertson, 10. They used these girls as shields. And the four made their way into the alley to the getaway car. Yes. Okay. So they keep them as hostages. Don't worry, everyone who's worried. They survive. So, more than a hundred shots had already been fired before the shootout in the alley where the robbers returned to their getaway car. Unfortunately, Chief Bedford and Deputy George Carmichael were mortally wounded. Oh, very sad. Bit, De- Bit did die. Bit. Several
1: bit the bullet.
0: He did bite the bullet. He died several hours later on Christmas Day.
1: Oh and no!
0: Carmichael died almost a month later on January seventeenth.
1: Oh, uh, was it one of those like Garfield situations where like he died of infections and being probably? Positive? I think so. Was that, uh, was that
0: President Garfield? I thought you were going to say Andrew Garfield, and I was like, are we starting a rumor? No. <laughs> like,
1: was it President
0: Garfield? I feel like that's right. It was Garfield. Let's go with it. Davis, however, was severely wounded in the shootout, while Ratliff suffered from two wounds, one in the chin and one in the leg. Uh-huh. Officer Reddy runs to the police station to get another rifle <laughs> <laughs> and begins to pursue the robbers on foot he is soon picked up and continues with civilians. Like they pick him up, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: I assume that, like, it was just like they all came together and not like a physical picking up situation. Well,
0: like, you know, like a truck is on its way and they were like, get in! Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Get in the, the back. Yeah. So this is where
0: it goes from wild to safari.
1: Uh huh.
0: Oh, yeah. So the four robbers begin their getaway. And uh, with their hostages. So there's six people in this car. And they realize that they're almost out of gas. Oh,
1: <sighs> what? Idiots. <laughs> they, I'm sorry, but like, you can't be like, we. Okay, this is our getaway car, everyone. Oh. And then. Yeah, that we stole. Not gas up. They stole it in Wichita Falls. Well.
0: And they didn't gas it up.
1: Well, here's the thing, you know, they, they got there from Wichita. And then Wichita Falls, and then they were like, well, if we go to a gas station, guys, like, what if it's been reported somehow? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no there's no way.
0: Mm-mm. So they neared the edge of town, pursued by a mob.
1: Pursued by a bear. Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh and one of their tires is flattened oh, by God. a shot from the law. <laughs> so... The robbers all get out of the vehicle with their guns and their hostages, and they commandeer a passing Oldsmobile that was driven by a 14-year-old Woodrow Wilson Harris.
1: (laughs) I loved it when it was a full president's name and then just a last name. Yes. Woodrow Wilson Harris.
0: Which I did look up the years of his presidency. And he was president from 1913 to 1921. And so for, and it's 1927. So he would have been born the first year of Woodrow Wilson's presidency. And I was like. People
1: were like just so high on Woodrow Wilson. They were like, yes, Woodrow Wilson. Yes, this guy is going to live forever. He's going to be the best.
0: I was like, good old Woody Wills.
1: Woody Wills. Oh, yeah. You know, oh. call- he was 14.
0: He's 14. What? He gets yeeted in the car, out of the car. So Woodrow Wilson Harris gets kicked out of his own car. He's 14. The robbers put the loot, the hostages, their injured friend into this Oldsmobile, which really should have been called a
1: newsmobile if you mm-hmm. think about it. Okay, I know that this is a tangent, but here's what I'm hoping. Little young Woodrow Wilson Harris and the 12 year old. Oh, yes. Hostage. I hope that they locked eyes and they fell in love in that moment and they trauma bonded
0: cute
1: you know like this brought them together and they had a long love affair and marriage and like lots of babies
0: i can't i can't say that that didn't happen because i don't know
1: i hope that it did and in my mind it happened let's write that story okay beautiful that's so that's gospel truth
0: that's our next hallmark movie (laughs) The trauma bonding.
1: <laughs> the, the Woodrow Wilson Harris story.
0: With uh hold on. Was it was it uh Laverne. Laverne.
1: Yeah. Is the older one. Calls her Bernie.
0: Not Lavier.
1: No. <laughs> I'm sorry. That means toilet. It does. And she's not a toilet. She's a beautiful, beautiful soul.
0: But they've gone through a toilet
1: ordeal together. Yeah.
0: Okay. Speaking of toilet ordeal. All right. So they're transferring everything to his Oldsmobile in the midst of gunfire. Oh, God. Okay. They finally transferred to the new getaway car. And then they realized they couldn't start the car because 14-year-old Woodrow Wilson Harris had geniusly
1: taken the keys with him okay here's my question elizabeth if you well i guess it was a violent one but like if if you in 1927 had witnessed a bank robbery but they were like pretty polite would you would you do everything you could to foil him i'd be like i don't know man take the car
0: but see here's the thing they forced him out of his car but they didn't ask for the keys so he probably just put them in his pocket and was like, okay, I'll leave, I'll leave. I
1: mean, yeah, these guys seem like, you know, they're they're making kind of a hassle and there is a There's lot of gunfire, gunfire everywhere. But I'm just saying, like, if Santa were like, ho, 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 please give me a Oldsmobile, son. He'll be on my nice list. I'd be like, sure, yeah.
0: I What I see is a giant mob
1: heading toward me and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm out of here. I'm just seeing all the ways that this could have been done better. Um, And I just think a little bit of kindness when you're robbing a bank goes a long way. Yeah, I'd be like, I'll catch you in. I just think it'd be a little generous, you know, throw some of that cash. You know, If you had handed him a stack. Yeah, I think handing him a $5 bill would be fine.
0: Dude, buy yourself a new one. That's a hundo
1: in today's time. I know,
0: right? Okay, so here's this. Davis was unconscious by then, because he had been very wounded. Mm-hmm. So they left him in the car oh. and moved back to the first car with their two hostages. What is... Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Here's the best part, though. No man left behind? Well, that's I said
0: hard. that! I said that! I said that this is why you never leave a man behind and always take more hostages.
1: I mean, okay, either you've got to take him with you, or you can't. But, because like he's definitely gonna roll.
0: It's not, oh no, Davis. We're not worried about. They should have taken Woodrow Wilson with them.
1: Woodrow Wilson, Harris. Yes. yes. Oh well, I don't kill the child.
0: No, they should have taken. They should have made him drive.
1: Oh, nobody would have killed him.
0: Because he's a fourteen-year-old boy. Robert Hill, the one who had followed Ratliff into the bank, had been struck by a rifle bullet during the aborted transfer into the new car. God. And they did not realize until later they
1: left the money in the Oldsmobile. What? Davis. What the hell? What the? Oh, my God. So did Woodrow Wilson Harris come back to the car with the money and the keys and just get out of there? No, the the mob found it. Oh, well, that's too bad because that would have been a great day for Woodrow Wilson Harris. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. I love being blessed. If you sneezed one more time, I would have let the demons take you. (laughs) Thank you.
0: I deserved it. (laughs) Then The mob finds Davis and the money. They temporarily give up the chase, but then they get back to it. But here's the
1: thing. (laughs) They're like, hey, guys, we found some money and a guy who's been shot. All right, we'll take care of this. And then we resume the chase.
0: The money was returned to the bank. Here's how much they stole. 12,400 in cash and 150,000 in non-negotiable negotiable items like securities securities okay same thing yeah okay but hmm. here's the wild part guess how much 12,400 is in today's money okay so if
1: 5,000 was 8500 i'm just going to i'm going to round that up to 100 so um that's going to be i'm just going to say 2 so that's 200,000
0: Two hundred and twelve thousand three hundred and seventy six dollars and thirty seven cents. Okay. So I'm getting better. You're getting good. A hundred and fifty thousand. Do you even want to guess? No. Two million five hundred and sixty nine thousand and eighty and sixty eight dollars and ninety seven cents. Wow, two and a half million dollars. Uh huh. That's how much in today's money,
1: it was sold. Or 150000 still- $150, dollars was is two point five million now.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. Let's go back, get their money, and come forward.
1: Yeah, honestly. I mean, here's the thing. I don't want to commit crimes. It feels very stressful. No, thank you.
0: Two and a half million, though. I mean, I commit a crime every day, looking this good,
1: but. I know. <laughs> I deserved that. <laughs> I didn't really hit her audience. Yeah, she did. She did. I just, did. I, I clapped my hands in front of her face. That was a big-ass lie.
0: She smacked me across my very deserving face. Please don't lie. Santa's listening. Santa needs to get, mind his business. Jeez. Okay, so. uh esti- uh-huh. Yeah, estimates that were made are like 200 bullet holes were in the bank. huh <laughs> And in today's bullet holes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bullet holes, I feel like that right there, this one instance would have been like, "They say Guys, it's too low." I think this instance would have made me go, "Guys, good guy with gun, not a, Yo, not a, not a good strat." I've I've heard this many
0: times, but it's like Americans really love to shoot guns and miss, <laughs> and I feel like this is exactly it because. How do you shoot at
1: something 200 times? I think you are just, you're, it's a law of large numbers situation. And that's why so many onlookers were yeah. shot. But wait, there's more.
0: But wait, the trio had raced back onto Avenue D. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the driver swings east onto the dirt road. Right. And mm-hmm. they're throwing roofing nails in effort to Ooh. puncture tires of like the, the other mob? cars. Oh, OK. Yeah. And then he turns into a pasture full of cactus, mesquite, scrub oak. The mm-hmm. worst. And the growth is so heavy that further progress is so impossible. The robbers just abandoned the car, bullet ridden oh. car and the two hostages.
1: Okay, so the little girls are now just stuck in those
0: past. Yes. Okay. Laverne and Emma Mae missed their newfound life of crime, and all they had to look forward to was the Depression.
1: Excuse me, and the budding love affair with Woodrow Wilson. Pause for effect. Harris. Or they could have had a budding love affair of robbing banks. I'm I'm not saying that that is... Mutually exclusive. It's true. I but, just think that they, all three of them, were better at it. But could
0: we just say, have you ever watched Pushing Daisies? Of course. They were basically all of Snug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. That's what I see their relationship as. Okay. Like, don't do what we did, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But they, I mean, it was decked the alley with bullets because they said it was a bullet-ridden car. Okay, so mm-hmm. now we have new players entering the chat. Okay. Not my favorite players yet, but new players. Okay. Sheriff John Hart and his deputies from Eastland, the county seat, who cares? They get called in, okay? Now we're back to Boy's House. Officers and citizens poured in from all the sections of the state in which a manhunt as Western Texas had never seen before was soon in progress. Many members of The posse were on horseback or on foot, and they beat their way through clumps of trees, searched high grass in the bottoms of ravines, and peered over boulders and in canyons. Crazy, right? So, like, they found an overcoat and blood-stained gloves, and then a suitcase and a pile of blood-stained rags, and that suitcase had cotton and gauze, which showed that the bandits had entered this enterprise, knowing... That blood would be shed. There will be. Well, blood. I
1: mean, I do think that that is a smart way to enter things. Be prepared. That's the first smart thing they did. I well, let's say the Santa thing was pretty, pretty good.
0: I feel really bad for Lewis Davis. Okay, he was the one. Who he was at added
1: last minute. He wasn't there for the planning. He was desperate. He didn't he, have a say in what happened. Not a little bit. They just left him like he was yesterday's. News. Well, he
0: also was unconscious so like what can you do
1: i mean he is slowing them down you know what Mm. but he
0: was also a family man Ah. yeah they were rude anyway so despite the search efforts efforts the bandits were able to evade search parties and steal another car the next morning there was
1: no security anywhere can we talk about that
0: and then the pursuit continued throughout saturday and saturday night so one of the results of this christmas crime was that it really did rock the worlds of children in that area on christmas eve there was a church who was filled with like you know christmas time stuff and then they had a santa come in and a little boy was like santa claus why did you rob that bank (laughs) and honestly if i was a parent around that time would have cracked up.
1: I would have I, lost my shit. Well, here's the thing: I don't know that you would have because there was just a hail of bullets, you know. Yeah,
0: but at the same time,
1: I think I don't think you would have the the emotional distance from it. But I think two years later, you'd be like hilarious.
0: I feel like it would be funny because I know that Santa's on the run, <laughs> yeah.
1: but also. But what a genius idea if he came back dressed as Santa and just was like... To steal from the church! Oh, I was just gonna say to, like, blend in.
0: Yeah. But he's looking like Haggard. Like Merle Haggard.
1: Yeah. Just kidding.
0: But anytime someone says they look Haggard, I'm like, like Merle, Merle Haggard. But the funny thing is, I don't know what Merle Haggard looks like. Nobody does. It's a mystery. To this day. it's Yeah, no one's ever seen him.
1: No one has ever seen Not a seen single Earl human, Heigard. ever. Mm-hmm. Not even his wife.
0: No. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. But I gotta make sure I didn't skip the other time that they stole another car.
1: No, we just got to the part where they stole another car.
0: I, No, no, they steal another, another car.
1: How many fucking
0: cars? I was gonna do a tally and then I didn't want to. Okay, here we go. That's why. Um, so... They wrecked that car that they stole uh-huh. and then they're in Putnam Uh and they successfully commandeer another vehicle driven by Carl Wiley, who is a young driller, forcing him as their hostage to drive. But during the seizure of said car, Mr. Wiley's father fires his shotgun after fleeing the car. Unfortunately, guess who it hits?
1: The sun. Duh. this is why a good guy with a gun is a bad choice.
0: But here's the thing. They learned from their previous mistake. Take the hostage. Drive the car.
1: Yeah. But again, a little bit of Christmas kindness. Yeah. Would have gone a long way.
0: What if? But here's the other fun part. They're hiding out all night with nothing to eat but oranges. And they did
1: not give in any to Carl. Rude. Rude, right? And he's hiding out with him all night? All night. And he's now bleeding out? Yeah, he's got a bullet. But then
0: again, they all have bullets.
1: Well, but still, I just think it's... it's Carl was just Carlin. I just think that, like, here's the thing. Carl...
0: Karma's gonna get him. And it was rude. Yeah. And did we mention that it was Christmas in Texas? Guess what Texas has? Four seasons. Okay? (laughs)
1: Four seasons. Whole ass season.
0: Okay, so what
1: we got is summer. You got the pollen season, which some people yeah. will call spring. Uh Spring into
0: your allergies.
1: Yeah. So so we got spring, we got pollen, we got fall summer.
0: And then you got sleep. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's sleep. It's not snow. It's not winter. It's sleep. Yeah. We hate that. So They actually release Carl in his car and then they go steal another car. Honestly, why weren't they in the car theft business? They seem to be really good at it. I think that was
1: just incidental to their initial business. But can we, can we talk
0: about, they would have been really good car thieves.
1: They seem to be, they seem, it's the only
0: thing they excel at. Uh, So the wounded bandits, especially Ratliff. Santa's not doing good. Uh, they have severe injuries, lack of food, and it's sleeting.
1: Oh, that is the worst. Okay.
0: They're ambushed the next morning by Sheriff Foster in the little town of South Bend, Texas, not Indiana, in Young County. Now, they try to cross the Brazos River. I don't know if you know that one, south of Dallas, north of Austin. Brazos, Boston. yeah. Brazos River. Brazos? Um, officers spot the single-seater, basically a clone car, with three occupants <laughs> approaching. The driver sees... Why would you steal
1: a single-seater car? They
0: They were working with what they had. Okay. The driver catches sight of a gun in the hands of one of the officers and begins backing rapidly toward the road. Then... The members of the posse scurry into their cars. That car whips around and rushes away. So we have another dumb car chase with a shootout and an oil field as the three try to escape. And they are just heading towards those like oil wells, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, hilarious. Now enters the chat. Deputy sheriff cy bradford hilarious this guy is apparently famous for bringing law and order into the coal fields of strawn and neighboring towns
1: okay and i don't love anybody who's known for bringing quote-unquote law and order anywhere oh me either suspect i mean here's the thing i bet the coal fields were pretty pretty bad i do too however i'm just suspect
0: Oh, I'm very suspect about him. I hate how he enters this because I love it. Okay. I I, I hate it because I love it. He later becomes a Texas Ranger during the turbulent oil days, which we know those to be turbulent. Yep. Yeah. His career was filled with gunfights, but he has a very cool head and marksmanship, which we have to actually applaud because finally
1: with, somebody with a somebody's ground.
0: got something going somebody
1: on. with muzzle control around here
0: uh so bradford's car rolls to a stop and he gets out with old betsy his double-barreled shotgun
1: hmm. you know what's serious when they're they've named their gun
0: i mean you know what's serious when her name is old betsy
1: because
0: mm-hmm. betsy always brings the heat So he also has an extra pair of shells in one hand. He fires once, and one of the fugitives falls. He reloads before firing again, saying, I don't want to be caught with an empty gun if they turn and make a stand. You know what? That is correct. I would not either. Yeah. So, they keep running, firing over their shoulders like they're fucking Annie Oakley. Uh Again. Wow,
1: Bill Hickok, y'all. I know,
0: right? He shoots again, and another man goes down. But then, he gets back up, like, I don't know, yeast, and tries to go.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: He's, like, rising like yeast, like, I can do it! So... Cy Bradford puts another shell in the gun and shot again. And this time, our third desperado slumped to his knees and also gets up and then disappears among the Derricks, which is the tall part of oil fields. Do you know, like, the tall little apparatus that looks like a jungle gym?
1: Mm-hmm. My well, dad was, yeah, my dad works in the oil field, so.
0: The oil man. Yeah. I didn't know what that was called. So anyone you the know named Derrick is named after... A really weird jungle gym. I don't
1: know that that's true because they're spelled differently, but okay. I've
0: decided.
1: It's true then. It's gospel. Heard it on a podcast.
0: Heard it on a podcast. So Ratliff is hit. He's on the ground. Helms and Hill, both wounded. They get to the woods. Um, Concealment is there, but Ratliff was reportedly a walking arsenal, bearing no fewer than six gunshot wounds and six pistols when captured including the one he took from the bank so every child's dream has come true santa's been captured (laughs) okay so get ready ain't no rest for the wicked because yet more is going to happen to these men, the intense manhunt for Helms and Hill pressed on. Right, they got zero like rest. So they even brought in airplanes in the twenties. Wow. Right, and remember Lindbergh did his due that year. So yeah. airplanes weren't exactly like you know. Yeah. Can't look out and be like I see man. Like how do you walkie talkie that? You know what do you do? Throw a, like a flag down and say around there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so the trail eventually is picked up and chase evidently was not far because the footprints were very closely spaced and showing that they were wearing down because that was one long chase. I think it took a week for bank robbery to finish of catching Damn. everyone. Wow. Uh, they were finally apprehended in Graham, Texas on December 30th. And it was because they were trying to find the location of a rooming house in Graham. But the man who they asked directions from noticed their pistols and were like, hey, police, um, these guys have lots of guns. Mm -hmm. Help. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, how do you explain that many guns, though? Found them.
1: Uh, I think I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to a gun show. I don't think they had those back then.
0: You don't know? I know. I don't.
1: <laughs> You're probably right. I'm just trying to think of excuses. For um, that they were at guys. the hardware store. <laughs> I own a hardware store and it burned down. And this was the only thing that I could save from a hardware store. <laughs> Helms
0: s- stood trial after Ratliff. And he was identified as the one who had gunned down both the lawmen. You remember the ones that died back in Cisco? Yeah. Old bit. Obed, we miss him. One. Yeah, we miss him. Wait, so that was... Um. Which one? Helms. Given the death sentence in late February. Oh. Uh, he did try the insanity plea, but he was executed by electric chair. It likes. In Huntsville. He is said to have had cabbage, sausage, tomatoes, coffee, and pie for his last meal.
1: That's stupid. I'm not going to judge him, but like, wow, that is not well, anything I would choose.
0: Well, that was back, you know... You didn't get to choose back then? I don't know. I haven't researched the death penalty like that. Now, Hill was last to be tried. So he pleaded guilty to armed robbery Mm -hmm. and took the stand on his own behalf, crying for mercy and citing his unhappy childhood. So in March, he was given the sentence of life, imprisonment, 99 years. He escaped prison three times, recaptured each time. And after he was settled after he settled down he was paroled in 1940s uh, and he then changed his name and became a productive citizen passed away in 96 so now let's talk about Ratliff because oh. when they here's Claus. where the safari really takes off like okay. we have gone from wild we've left the safari and now we're at the most dangerous game Okay, so he's convicted of armed robbery on January twenty seventh, 1928 and was sentenced That's a
1: pretty quick trial,
0: yeah, well, I mean, they didn't have to deliberate that much, and remember, no forensics, yeah, and it's not like they didn't have
1: eyewitnesses so many. yeah
0: He was also sentenced to ninety nine years in prison. Little ten year old Emily Robinson's testimony identified him as the man disguised as Santa Claus who had robbed the bank and kidnapped her. Oh boy. So on the way to a cell, Ratliff muttered, that's no hill for a high stepper like me.
1: I don't know what that means, but I love it. Wait, okay. Can you go back? That was on the way to jail? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So months later on March 30th. I think that just means it's no big deal. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. That ain't no hill for a high stepper like me. It just means like. uh, Oh, I dig it. It's not a big deal. I like it. That's not a problem for me. Uh,
0: So he gets sentenced to execution for his role in the deaths of Bedford and Carmichael, although no one could testify to having seen Ratliff, dressed as Santa, fire a gun from the bank. Huh. Ratliff was too busy stuffing his sack. Yeah, I know, right? His sack needed stuffings. Uh, Ratliff appealed the case, and that failed. But then again, if... I actually don't know if this is a law at that time, but if uh, someone is murdered in the, um, during a felony, you get yeah. charged with felony murder. Yeah, I don't know if that's a law then, but that's a thing now. Uh, so he began acting insane the day the uh, the day of Helms' oh. execution, much to the <laughs> conviction of his jailers, right? And so his mother, Rilla Carter. Filed for a lunacy hearing in Huntsville. Okay, so they were getting really mad about this. That he's trying to play crazy. Everybody's like, can
1: everyone stop pretending to be insane? This is is insane how many people are pretending to be insane.
0: Exactly. So get this. We have a judge who orders Ratliff to be extradited to the Eastland County Jail by writing a bench warrant for armed robbery of... The Oldsmobile of Woodrow Wilson Harris.
1: Oh, Woodrow Wilson,
0: dramatic pause Harris Literally. Remember, I told you, major player. So on November 18th, he's awaiting execution. He feigns paralysis, convincing his jail- jailers Pack Kilbourne and Tom Jones. Not to be convinced. With the monkey Yeah, Tom Jones. Wait, not the monkey. The Davy Jones is the monkey. Yeah, Tom I mean, Jones is
1: the lounge singer. Yeah, he's like, It's
0: not unusual the to fake paralysis.
1: <laughs> Davy Jones, the monkey.
0: Oh, man. I love, I love hey, the monkeys. Hey, we the
1: monkeys.
0: People say we're monkeying around and we're just faking insanity to not get hung today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that that's a bop that the kids are going to start singing, but
0: yeah. I mean, we sing Ring Around the Rosie.
1: Yeah. But they didn't have anything to do back then. That's true. During the bubonic
0: plague. (laughs) He basically convinced the two of them to feed and bathe him and take him to the toilet. Okay? So having duped both of them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This guy gets a hold of a six-shooter and the office (gasps) desk fatally wounds Tom Jones. Oh. And then goes on to violently fight Pat Kilborn. Uh, so, and, like, somehow he shoots a few rounds off, but fortunately, Mrs. Kilborn. So, most of the town, including Kilborn's daughter, watched through the jail window, unable to break open the steel door to help. And then he, Kilborn beats the shit out of him, pins him down, and then. Puts him back in a cell. Like, Kilborn almost lived up to his name. Ooh. So yeah. the the crowd gathers around the next morning. And by nightfall, it had grown to nearly 2,000 people all clamoring for Ratliff. Kilborn refuses their demand. But he gets overpowered by, like, 20 men. Who rush in and drag Ratliff out. Now, there's a play going on. At the Majestic Theater on Mulberry Street called The Noose. Oh no. So maybe they got this idea from that play, but his last words were, forgive me, boys. And after the first attempt failed, the second attempt worked and he was pronounced dead 20 minutes later. And there's a marker on what might be the actual pole where they did hang him for his crimes. No one has ever tried an association with that hanging, though a grand jury was formed. Several thousand people viewed Ratliff's body the next day mm-hmm. at a furniture store in what? Eastland.
1: Before at a furniture store?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is very Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I guess where else are you going to put it, you know? Um, Judge Garrett ordered the corpse to be locked up. So the Ratliff family takes possession, arranged for the funeral, uh many people in cisco over the years have claimed to be present at the robbery i am not from texas
1: but i claim to be present
0: and
1: <laughs> i'm sorry were you alive in 1927
0: who are you to say uh,
1: that's why i'm asking elizabeth i look good for
0: my age you could be timeless. thank you it's now part of local folklore the greatest manhunt in the history of west texas had ended And the most celebrated of all trials ever held in the Eastland District Court's old courthouse was also the last. Oh. That building got torn down right after. But the bank also still stands in Cisco, although it is in a new building. It features a painting of the robbery, as well as a collection of newspaper clippings and pictures of those involved.
1: I think I would like to drive through Cisco. I think we should. That could, could be. We could do a live show. I'm. Yeah, I would like to know. I would like to. I'm gonna look it up.
0: Well, so in 1967, the Texas State Historical Survey Committee, which is now just the Texas Historical Commission, put a medallion on the bank commemorating the robbery because that's the real meaning of American Christmas. That is the Santa Claus bank heist.
1: Okay, Cisco, Texas. Okay, it's near Abilene, between Abilene and Fort Worth.
0: It's between Abilene and Fort Worth, and if you're looking for a vacation destination, please consider Cisco, Texas. You can drive there with an automobile, but please don't get carjacked by 1927 bank robbers who are on the run from a
1: posse. Okay, so it's on I-20 between Fort Worth and Abilene. As stated.
0: You might run into Madison there, and if you do, please don't talk to her. She does not like people.
1: That's not true. I love people. Please talk to me.
0: Please talk to Madison, because she is lonely and desperately needs human attention. That's true. (laughs) She is. There's not a word of (laughs) either. So what did you think? Was it twists and turns?
1: There were so many twists, so many turns. What I want is for those bank robbers to be better and just nicer, more in the Christmas spirit.
0: Can we talk about how do you... Get the flu before a bank heist. What <laughs> luck! What absolute luck that guy had getting the flu. Yeah, but like, what if things had gone better? Because he was—he would have been like, "Hey, why don't you watch the entrances and exits?" And yeah. then like that would have solved everything, if Blasen Game
1: had not been there, if her daughter Frances hadn't been like, "Mommy, mommy, I want to go see almost- Santa." I just think there's so many ways that this whole. Heist cool. could have gone differently. Shenanigan! If this was peak shenanigans, who
0: didn't get gas? Who was supposed to get gas?
1: I bet it was the safecracker, and you know they didn't. Uh, didn't they didn't transfer you know, that. I over bet it to was Marshall. Oh Ratliff. Yeah, Marshall. I mean, he's the leader here, and so really, all responsibility does fall to him. He didn't check everything, and this is why you micromanage everyone. Literally. If you don't have people on your team who know how to get shit done, you've got to micromanage. And I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. You know what this is? You need a little checklist. He needed a checklist. Hey, hey, Lewis, did you get gas? Great. Robert, did you cover the exits? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: But see, you know what really gets me? This is what really gets me is like this feels like a college project. Where nobody takes initiative.
1: Yeah. Nobody did the group project.
0: Yeah, no one did the group project.
1: However, if this were a film, it would be perfect. Oh, I would love to see how those interpersonal dynamics really break down. And you know who our fourth bank robber should be? Who? Owen Wilson. Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) Yes! Got (laughs) him. Yeah. Yeah. Is that our D's nuts of this podcast? Wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what? These are... Don't commit a Christmas crime. Please, dear God, do not commit a Christmas crime. But if
0: you do, send an email to podcast at gmail.com and follow us at T-A-L-K-A-B-T-F-A-C-T-S on socials that you can find. We not don't... on Hive. Not there yet. Actually, it might be. Oh. I don't know. I have to ask my social media
1: manager. Is it also you? No. <laughs> for once, it's not me. Okay. <laughs> well, then follow us maybe on a hive also. Us. Just you.
0: Know. No, no. Also, um, Madison. i roped Ma- in now. Yeah, roped into this nonsense. And well, thank you for joining us for this Christmas crime. Tune in next week to hear us talk about something. Ho, ho, ho. Christmas crimes Christmassy. Goodbye. However, if
1: this were a film, it would be perfect. Oh, I would love to see how those interpersonal dynamics really break down. I want it starring someone like Andy Samberg. Okay. I'm thinking for some reason, Chris Pine. Why not both? I'm not saying not I'm not saying not Andy Sandberg. I think that you're right. They can both be in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that they would have beautiful interperson. And here's the thing. I think this is crazy. This is a crazy casting. Chris Pine is Lewis. He's the fourth tack on.
0: Oh, my God. He's the only
1: one who's like, guys, what have we done? And he's like, well, you guys have planned this out really well, right? I mean, you've had it in the works for weeks. So I'm assuming that you know what you're doing. Yeah, he just got his cowboy hat yesterday just got his cowboy <laughs> and then here's Andy Samberg uh, you know who else would be really good in it um, Zach Galifianakis Zach yes. Galifianakis is Marshall Ratliff that's it and you're right because
0: Andy sandberg has got to be one of the supporting guys who's like
1: mm, I'm I, just I'm. I don't know I think he's a yes ander he is yes anding every bad choice he's like yes that is a great idea. And then we'll steal another car. I love this.
0: And you know who should play, like, the the double barrel shotgun Old Betsy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. The shotgun gets to be played by someone? First off, yes. Okay. Second
0: off, definitely Jeff Bridges.
1: Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. I see you don't mean Old Betsy, the shotgun itself. You mean... I what think is his I name,
0: Cy. Oh, Cy Bradford. That was yeah. it. I think I mean both. And you know who our fourth bank robber should be? Who? Owen Wilson. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> yes!
0: Got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that our D's nuts of this podcast? <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. But think about it the four of them, that does feel like their kind of heist. Yeah. So if any of you guys hear of this concept, please call us at 1-800-I-DON'T-HAVE-A-PHONE-NUMBER. And I would love to... Just
1: DM the Instagram
0: account. <laughs> That's so bold to think that I answer those. Uh, <laughs> send up a smoke signal. Um, that does work. Yeah.
1: Um, set a vacant building on fire. <laughs> and... <laughs> Oh my god, you know what these are, don't commit a Christmas crime please dear God do not commit a christmas crime 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 not commit.